So same thing with the time, maybe time is dependent on there being some form of energy or gravity that is acting, acting because there's like movement. Would energy be considered space? Well, that's the thing, there's no, in a vacuum though, in space, if there's no, like matter. Is, is there, there no time in a vacuum? Because is that what happened? Well, that's where, well, that's where black holes are tricky, because like now black holes, I don't even think time can escape a black hole, right? I have no idea. It's just because the gravity is so strong that, oh, I know light can't escape. Like, it, it's so dense, and everything okay. in a black hole, like, in the event horizon gets pulled into the center. It's just a very dense ball. So black hole just kind of devours everything? everything? Essentially. Yeah. Huh. Weird. So what happens to light when it goes into it? Does light disappear? It disappears. That's, that's the, the biggest mystery about black holes. You, can, like only, you can only observe if around it. gravity-based, then wouldn't that mean that, like, because you said the heavier the gravity, the faster the time, right? It's not faster the time. I think it was just, like, how we perceive time. Like, I guess... Because I don't know, I think I had it reversed. I just remember like them saying that like, well, if you're on the moon, you weigh less, so. So time feels slower? Maybe. Because that would make more sense to me. Like, yeah, because it's not pulling on you as much. Mm -hmm. So it would make sense like. So it's less yeah. time. So that's more time. Like, that's more really time. interesting. So that's not would, like eat time instantly, basically. Maybe. I need to watch that video again. So but. the way gravity would affect time is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. No, yeah, it, it does. You wrote about that in your lyrics. That's why I said that was so interesting. I haven't thought about gravity before. Because you wrote about... <laughs> I like, probably did. Something like you just noted on it or something. One it of your does lyrics you gave time. me and you said something about gravity and the way it ages people or something like that or the wrinkles on people. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting thought. It does like the way gravity time. would pull on you and pull on the time. Yeah, and affect. it does age you. I, that's what I mean. Time is like just really strange. I'm having to like rethink it because in my head it's very linear, linear because I think because we are, like we have a beginning and an end. We're finite beings. Mm -hmm. And so like time is laid out as a line or something for me. And I'm having to re-see it as circular, and mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So I'm having to like read because in a way absent of the soul like we are eternal still the composition of matter yeah. that would decompose and be transformed into something else yeah, yeah. you know what I mean yeah yeah organically speaking not yeah. soul speaking yeah you know what I mean yeah I don't know what to do with my phone I can't find I can't find it so I can't find the lyrics sorry Oh, oh yeah, I don't know. The way, uh, the way how like four, you know how like four dimensions, like, it's, like is space and time, like the fourth dimension, or time, time is like the fourth dimension. Time something. is the fourth dimension. Wait, so what are the four dimensions? So There's... if you like, the way I, like, it was explained to me, it's like okay, if you had a piece of paper on a desk, yeah, it's like one dimension. Okay. And yeah. And if you put another piece of paper next to that piece of paper, then you've traveled and like. It's two dimensions. Yeah. Because it's like left and right. It's, it's okay. not just on that one plane. Okay. And then if you were to stack a bunch of pieces of papers on each other, well, now you traveled in the third dimension. Because it's like left, right, up, down. Okay. And then if you want, if you, like, say your desk was full now, you had stacks of paper to the very top. 
and you needed more space to access, you would go to the fourth dimension, which is you would open up space and like basically travel through one space to another space. Like basically you're warping space to travel through the fourth dimension. So you're like bypassing. Yeah. It's like a theory of wormholes, you know, you could like, you'd have space and you can just, just cut the middleman and like go from yeah. this spot. I want to make a joke spot. about Antarctica. Huh? <laughs> is, that, is that what's in Antarctica? Just yeah. a wormhole. No, yeah, that's hard for me to wrap my mind around. I don't know. I, I tried to explain it the best I could. So you're saying that could be time? Or no? I don't know. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, that's one thing. Like, I like talking about this because I've heard people mention that for a while. Like, the way time relates to space mm -hmm. and space time and everything. And I'm just like, I, I'm trying to get it in my head. So I like actually thinking about it and trying to figure it out. Yeah. Because it's, it's, like it's all about new to this. me. I, yeah, I think it's important, especially as Christians. That's why I hate, like, a lot of Christians will discount science yeah. entirely. But in reality, there's like there's merit to, to both. It's they're both equally important because like science, I think, is just observing and like yeah proving. But like faith is important too because like you can't prove yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and there's the element of trust is like believing in what is unknown. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're gonna know it all, but. Yeah, it's it's that's what I was me and Craig were kind of talking about last night too. Is that guy? He started listening to him too. It's this guy Jonathan Peugeot, and he just goes through all these other lot of symbolism and different ideas. But he he says that how the thing with like Christianity and all the stories and everything like you can keep diving into further and further depths in them, but that they're very it's very it's really good that they exist on just a very um, surface level for people that don't. Mm -hmm. you know that don't want to think more about them or something it's like they're they can experience that same story like it works on all different mm -hmm. levels and stuff for the i don't know yeah but yeah i'm like i'm right with you like i just like thinking about things and asking why and figuring out how they work yeah. i don't know it seems important too because it's, it's true because yeah i think you value truth and like yeah i think yeah. that's important to want to to uncover things and not take things yeah just at face value yeah yeah and i mean it's it's yeah there's that like like you said it's good to and to just believe and have trust and have faith and everything but it's i don't know it's just the way i guess it's just fascinating to me also the way that like like we're talking about with time and space the way things work together in the way the patterns of reality and like i've noted even reading the bible it's like you notice like I noticed things are more patterns and structures than, I mean, that uh, there are literal happenings, like Jesus dying on the cross literally happened. Like that did happen, you know? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's kind of like a pattern. Um, it creates a pattern and stuff, if that makes any sense. Or, yeah. Or even the story of Genesis is probably the clearest example. The story of creation, it's like this... God speaking and it's laying out these patterns of reality and how things are going to work together and how things are going to keep how things were created and then how things will be created and it mm -hmm. keeps working it's like it establishes patterns yeah. that just keep 
going. And it seems like there's almost like a tug and pull of order and chaos. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And yeah. like within our world, there's a lot of order. And like, it's crazy to think about parallels even like when you think on a societal level, like, or let's just say business. Like there's always like some organizational hierarchy and it's like hands and feet of the business that are doing the tasks and then you go all the way to the top and then you have like the head of the organization who's like yeah. thinking about big picture and then like the world as well which also has like order to it where it's like how it's spinning on its axis at a certain time it's got seasons that help yeah you know what I mean and there's structure yeah. and order but then there's chaos as well that can disrupt all of that you can have famine and you can have yeah you know yeah yeah um, or like our bodies even too it's just every system in our body is designed to do a certain task yeah and if there's any compromise that leads to chaos and disorder yeah but when it's in you know I don't yeah. know. That's, I think there's so many interesting parallels between biology and then just how we compose ourselves as humans societally. Yeah, I think so too. Also, yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. I yeah, I'd like to just think about it more. And that's the other thing too is like the way it um, parallel, like just the parallels that run through all of reality are just like like how I mentioned time and space could be masculine and feminine. Yeah. And it's just a new thought to me. I don't know if that's if that's true, but it's like like um, heaven and earth are masculine and feminine. Like heaven is masculine, earth is feminine. Heaven's the covering, mm-hmm. like a man would be the covering for his wife and stuff. And mother earth, we always say that anyway. So it's like those two things. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see the masculine and feminine in that. And then it works all the way down. Like it's weird. It's kind of like this family structure or something i don't know if it's family and independency there's like there's literally no way you can not depend on one like you have to have the other yeah yeah. exist because especially when you think about procreation and stuff like that yeah so i don't know if time and space are the same do you think they would maybe because that's why i'm like because they seem because they work together so you're saying the relationship is is one of uh like masculine and feminine in the sense that they rely on each other yeah yeah yeah, I guess because I'm thinking of space could be like Mother Earth, like because that's the space we live in, sort of. That's a, it's a very material space, but I guess that's what my mind is thinking about. And then the rotation would be the, the time aspect. I don't know if that would. That's what I mean. I don't know if that would be masculine. No, that's just weird. I don't. But it, that's what I'm thinking about it because I'm like if it's, because the parallels seem to be there through a lot of different things in reality. So I'm like, would the parallel of masculine and feminine like a mother and father idea or mm-hmm. you know wife and husband idea would that even go through like that parallel or that thread run through time and space even mm-hmm. like i don't know i don't know if it would i just like hadn't thought of it before but but yeah i don't know mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely definitely hard for my mind to keep up with it's like it's right in the front of my mind i can't get it mm-hmm. i'm just thinking <laughs> I kind of wish I paid attention more in those classes. <laughs> yeah, I didn't pay attention. I just attention learned everything on YouTube now. Yeah, which is kind of sad. I learned. I learned way more at being out of school than I ever did in school. I think school. that's so true to me too. Yeah, that's why I think. I mean, school's just Great. absolutely ridiculous today, other than for your credentials. Because I'm like, you could learn. You know what? I, you know what I say that though. I actually think, given how like fickle people are today. I, I, I'm actually thankful for some of those core classes because like especially history like, yeah if people aren't forced to take history 
-hmm. and like learn how power dynamics of like the past and wars have been created and <clears throat> propaganda and just misinformation like all these things that have been basically cyclical yeah and then they, they, I don't know they, they can't find solutions today because they can't look back at all yeah on what we did differently yeah or like what united us then like stuff like that yeah 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 because like even just even learning about like um, the Crusades or just how Christianity as a construct and like institution mm -hmm. formed because I think about that too just even like Pentecostalism and how it is today and like the church is constantly involved yeah you know sometimes it was just in a lot of ways and then sometimes it was very corrupt yeah yeah and it's in what do you think leads what do you think causes that leads it to well I mean it's, it's man I think yeah. just the power the pride of man or something yeah yeah in control yeah it's easy it's funny how easily it slips over into that too like how easily you can fall into that I mean it probably depends on the society you live in too because I mean we're more capitalist so like it almost lends itself to where you you have to rely on numbers to succeed as a church. So to do that, you have to. Oh yeah. You have to create ways to How bring in revenue. Crept into the church, yeah. Yeah, it may not be purely money related, but it's literally it has to run like a business in a sense because like if you don't have tithe money coming in, like you're not going to survive. Yeah. Yeah. Not as the church is today, that's for sure. I'm sorry. And I think there's like. Plenty of righteous pastors are just good, good like people, but also like there's who've kind of fallen into that, it's that so, power dynamic. That is so hard. That's the thing. That's what I mean. It's so tricky. Like it's it's so hard to live righteously and not become self righteous. Because mm -hmm. pride is just so tricky that way. It's you can so easily look down on somebody else if you're in the right and they're in the wrong or something or like yeah you really have to live your life with just like open hands of like nothing is mine and i i have nothing like, yeah nothing that i do that helps people is mine or like my because that's something that i had to learn even with worship like if pe people would always come up and be like oh my gosh you did such a good job and it's like you just have to be like nothing is mine like like yeah I can't take credit for any of this because yeah. it's really hard though but really yeah. mm -hmm. if you live like that then there's no way to judge people because yeah. nothing because you're cause cause it's all his grace it's all yeah, his grace his and then part. you go back to like what you say like if you live with that mentality of like nothing is mine nothing can be taken from me so there's no reason for offense really yeah there's like I don't yeah. know yeah yeah an emptiness of yourself sort of I guess and yeah yeah more empty you are, the more full you look. Yeah, yeah. Things work to work reverse a lot of times in Christianity. It's yeah. like the last will be first, the first will be last. Those ideas, yeah. yeah the yeah, it's just the juxtapositions. Yeah, it's hard. I don't know. Yeah, it's really hard. It's hard to stay humble because it's like even your own humility can turn into pride, and it's just like mm -hmm. stupid snake <laughs> serpent. Yeah. That's why, at least for me, I, I I've been trying to work on at least focusing on authenticity because like even if I'm not perfect ideal Christian if I'm honest with myself and with others yeah like, I'm trying to work on my heart and like do things with right intentions yeah. like God would see that yeah rather than me just like forcing like 
religious norms on myself because yeah. it's expected of me to do that when I don't feel authentic doing it. Yeah. No, yeah. I think being honest and true is like the most most important thing. Because that's the other thing too. It's like that you can't... I mean, that's what's so big in the idea of Christianity. I mean, that's kind of the whole idea is forgiveness and mercy. And it's like you can't have that without truth. Mm-hmm. Like you can't... Like mercy cannot exist without truth, without the truth of the fact that we're all sinners and we're all messed up. And it's like, you have to have that first before you can even have mercy. Because if you're, if you're not a sinner, then you don't need mercy at all. It's just, you're good on your own, you're self-righteous. So just living from that place of truth and authenticity of just like, I'm, yeah, we're all human, we're all not, nobody's perfect, we're all in this together. And yeah. I don't know. It's funny because I like remember always hearing the argument for like judgment and stuff about how like well you would want a judge to be just like mm. God is like just because you want things to be fair. Oh my goodness! But, I should send you this article. But, I read. Uh, it's crazy. But like now I'm thinking about like what Chris Schweitzer said about that whole parable about like the people working in the field and how you should be like happy for your brothers and sisters even if they work half a day and get paid the same amount because like things aren't fair the tr- yeah the, the throne of the judge is established and it says that in scripture it's not um it's it's established in truth and mercy yeah and so our concept of justice is not our concepts of justice is vengeance and yeah. in a way it's like eye for an eye that's our concept of justice it's not it's not always mercy and forgiveness. And so I read this article on it. It was really interesting. I should I posted on Facebook oh, especially and then I got America, a lot of hashtags because I'm yeah. America is like punish you after your punishment. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean I think there is yeah, like I think there is some merit to that because I think there is because without that idea then you lose the fact of like the wages of sin is death. Like so I think there is some of that to know like that there is like things are weighed in a balance and stuff but then but what about reconciliation redemption yeah exactly and we throw a lot of those away yeah i don't know i it's someone because i i joined this like little group online that discord thing i told you about and i mentioned it on there because i was like i've been thinking about this for a long time that like mercy that everything's gonna go eventually be a a wrapped up in mercy and how mercy creates perfection it's just that like, my idea of perfection is Adam before the fall. Like, no sin, nothing oh, gone wrong. And I'm like, but that's not perfection. Perfection is forgiveness and mercy because that's just, like, self-righteousness. And I don't need a savior because I've never sinned. I've never messed up. Like, I'm constantly walking on eggshells my whole life. But it's like mercy actually creates perfection because if I, if me and Natalie, like, if we got in a fight or I sinned against her, like, then there's something between us, there's this wall, but as soon as there's forgiveness and mercy, then our relationship's perfect again. And everything's, like, the crooked way is made straight. Like, that's what forgiveness and mercy, like, create that. And so for the new heavens and the new earth to fall into that and everything be just, it's a continual, like, eternal working through the mercy of God that you receive from Him and it flows out of you. It makes me feel yeah. so much better. Yeah, yeah. Happened. Yeah. Because I always imagined you just pooping up there and then being perfect. And I was like, wow, that's not even going to be me. 
That's yeah, yeah. really hard. And you have no, and then you <laughs> would have no more free will either. You almost have free will. Sense. Yeah, it would just it would be like this perfect robotic or robot. something. Yeah. I mean, and that's the other argument too is like your desires will change. So I think that'll happen too. Like you won't desire so, your your own pleasures as much. So I think that's fair. Here's one thing I've been thinking about a lot lately. Kind of segueing off what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So inherent in love obviously is the component of free will because you talked about like robotic right like you can't love someone you're forced to love someone yeah like we had the choice to sin and the choice to to not sin or the choice to be to evil be evil or not be evil like that choice is what makes us have a love yeah, yeah. that makes sense right yeah, yeah. that um, makes sense to me so when people say it's like god's plan for you or like that god is orchestrating things on the earth almost kind of like a puppet sentiment or something yeah. and like orchestrating things like oh it was god's plan that you did that or like yeah yeah did i choose to do it or mm-hmm. yeah do I, did I not, like so that's what i'm saying it's like how much is is my choice that's a that's a predestination and how much is influence on me yeah lily's been getting into the conversation yeah. she's been bringing this up a lot to me because she's no. got a friend at her college that's a really big into predestination and yeah and everything's predetermined and god's already laid out all your choices and so is that love is that love though that's that's my thought because i'm like what does that do to my to my experience of reality because then right now if everything's god orchestrating me like a puppet and pulling the strings then i have no to me my relationship with all of you guys is not genuine yeah that's how it would feel to me but i'm like i don't know if that's a fair objection or not but i mean that's really and then also kind of capitalize on how much, like, if I decide that, um, like, I want to work hard for something and make something happen, like, start a business or just do all that, like, is it because God given me that talent to do it? Mm-hmm. Or is it because yeah. I'm choosing to better myself and, like, use what God has given me as far as, like, brain yeah. to yeah. change my circumstances? I've had a hard time with that, too, this year, There's- because it feels like... Like the I'm open not doors, to, like, and, myself, but, but like yeah. open doors and closing doors thing. Like God will close doors. Uh huh. That is one of those things. Like like this year particularly, I'm yeah. like, what? Doors closed. What the heck? Like yeah. is this God closing doors on me? Because if so, this is like not cool. And it's just it's one of those like it feels like. It's one of those things you say, but when you dwell on it a little bit, like what does it actually mean? Yeah. Like closing doors and opening doors. Like, yeah. In the literal sense. Yeah. Because if it's like, I mean, if that's what that is, this is a very literal, like, closing doors. Well, he could, yeah, and that's the thing, too. I mean, but that, if he closes one door, you know, probably open another's, and then it probably, it could not even be, it might not be for you, even. Because that's another thing with, you know, big, with God and love in general is it's self-sacrifice. So maybe he'd close a door on you that it might benefit someone else. Yeah, and no, um, that, may, that makes sense to me. But which sucks. <laughs> but it is one of those things that I get what you're saying because it's like, even the fact that like, the only way, this is how I talked to Jason about, like the only way I can picture it is that's like a web, like God is in the middle and he like, you're he starts you here in the middle and then there's just like, all these other options and he knows all the options so he knows everything and nothing at the same time like he knows all the things you could do but he has no idea which one you're gonna pick but, but they're, they're all connected a, but they're somehow. all connected somehow but even that is kind of like it's so, still like he's in control but he's not in control 
it helps me to think of it the other way where God's in the this center and I start out here and I could go like, and he's pulling other, me to the one. Yeah. Center, the other way was like a, yeah, I've, I've heard it described predestination as like a film reel where it's like, this is your start. This is your end. You know, straight I heard recently that that's a very Greek idea and I don't know if that's true. The, the way they think of predestination as in the idea that you can't escape your destiny. And yeah. I heard that's actually a Greek idea and that wasn't, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that's true. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, oh, like but to me, I'm like you could yeah. de- you could deny your destiny and that's but then I don't know it's it's hard I do like the humility that comes with the Calvinistic like predestination viewpoint like you're talking about where and that's one thing I think they do believe they somehow from what I'm gathering they actually believe in a free will but it's like it's like you're I don't know it's really hard to describe. They'll, they'll agree with the idea of free will, but then when they start to describe it, I'm like, I don't think it's, it doesn't seem genuine to me. But one yeah. thing they do say is that the idea of like, I, I'm incapable of being good without God's help. And so it's like, I, so there is a humility in that. Like I need his grace to actually help me do anything. And I agree with that. Yeah. As far as. Yeah. So it's like the good choices I make is really his influence. <clears throat> I think that's their idea is like, it was the grace of God, like he influenced me to actually choose him. Which I think there is that also. Yeah. Like it's weird because I see merit in both sides. Because it's like you could, but then at the same time, when you go outside and look at the stars, and it's like that's God influencing you to choose him. Like it says that in the Psalms. It yeah. says like the heavens are his handiwork. So it's like that's, if you go out and look at the stars at night, like that's God drawing you to him. He put that there so you would kind of have an awe of a creator. And so it's like, even that is kind of his influence in your choice, I guess. But it's so I don't know. There's a yeah. thankfulness and humility well, that comes with that. That feels viewpoint. like romancing. That feels yeah. different. But, but, that feels yeah. more like like I'm just gonna woo you because I like I love you. That feels that's, different than yeah. like that yeah. feels like romancing, not like persuading. It's like it's like yeah. if you looked at because there's a lot of parallels between parenthood too. Like you look at your dad, like he could do whatever he wants, and you look up to him, mm-hmm. and you probably want to mold. Your life around his good qualities and things that he brings and like pours into you and then if he's a good parent like he would allow you to make choices for yourself yeah and then also provide correction when necessary like yeah you know and mercy when necessary and things like that so i mean i, I see a lot of it's, parallels in like the parenthood dynamic i think like, you brought that up in my moment in that too with the prodigal son i thought that was a very good like uh thing to bring in with the idea of mm-hmm. like God forcing your choices because I'm like what would that 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 whole parable that Jesus gave the prodigal son wouldn't really because his dad didn't make him go out and spend all his wealth and with harlots and sleep with the pigs but his dad was like still ran out to meet him with mercy and forgiveness like you mm-hmm. said when he came and his dad wanted the best for him had this mm-hmm. destiny for him to be a son the whole time mm-hmm. and then his son made his own choices I don't know. That's one thing that's hard. I don't know. That's a hard conversation for me to get in. It's an easy conversation right now for me to get in because I'm not sitting in the room with a Calvinist, I don't think. But when I when I get into it with the with people that believe in predestination, it's kind of difficult because there's a lot I've of... Just, I've just been having a lot of issues with like how people are... I feel like boxing got in into what they feel is God's will, especially politically. Like It just mm-hmm. really... Oh really puts a bad taste on me it's god's plan for trump to be president fill in any president it doesn't have to be trump it could just like but yeah no or it's well it's only republican ones 
or Obama's the devil. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you know, and I just yeah. feel like we're we're boxing this infinite God into like some political agenda, yeah. and it's it's just it's like terrifying. Yeah, it, yeah. How? I also have a really hard time. This might be a personal problem, but when people tell me, "Oh, you're going through this because the Lord's teaching you patience." <laughs> That makes me so angry. Well, these like the Christianisms, like, yeah, these little it's just clips. Like, that, yeah, okay, no, maybe I'm going through this because life sucks. Or it's like what Ruthie like, happened. What happened to Ruthie yesterday? Like yeah. seriously, I feel trauma. I still feel <laughs> traumatized. She got she got like was, preached at by someone oh, no. in, Goodwill. in Goodwill, and I just. I just feel like I have a complex spiritual journey, and so I just was not ready to like dive into it with this woman who was like, "Are you reading your Bible?" <laughs> and I was like, I-, "I just didn't know what to say." Because she didn't try to like understand you; yeah. she was like almost judging you. Yeah, like, I felt very judged. How did this happen? Was it some she random lady? She just literally struck up a conversation in Goodwill with me. She was like what are your new year's plans and so i was just like oh i'm just hanging out with some friends at home or whatever yeah. and then i asked her back and then anyways then she was like what are your she just like dived into what are your spiritual beliefs yeah and i was like um i'm a christian she's like oh me too and then she like started talking about like personal relationship with jesus and i was like yeah I don't know, I just was like, yeah, I went to a Christian school, like, K-12 through and Christian college, but then I think she thought that I just, like, had only knowledge of God, but not a relationship with Him. Oh, that's annoying, too. And then <laughs> she, I don't, and then, anyways, but then she was like, so how is God, like, dealing with you, like, as a father deals with a child, like, what hard, like, trials are in your life right now? And I was like... I'm sorry, I just don't think I view it that way. And then she was like, well, how, like, would you share how you view it? And I was like, I just can't. And so I I just, I was like, I already feel so judged and uncomfortable. But I was like, I don't feel like this is a safe place to share anything about what I believe. This feels like a trap. So I was just like, I'm sorry, I don't feel comfortable. And so then I left. Yeah. Um, but, but as I was leaving, she was like, well, I hope you have time to, to read your Bible and and be in the Word. And I was like, okay, yeah. bye. <laughs> you're like, you're making me want to do it less. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, That's what can come off sometimes for a lot yeah. of like, non-believers, man, which mm-hmm. sucks. It's like wisdom both a lot of Christians lack in interactions with people who could probably use love and just in a, an um spiritual form even too yeah. just literally just being human with people and like listening to them yeah that's yeah. probably the most christian thing you can do for people but yeah. people fall short of that like uh-huh. for christians do i mean yeah listening? yeah yeah and just understanding people like yeah yeah no i think so oh. too i mean even what that lady said i think there's truth to that i mean i do think there is a relational aspect like you have yeah. to have with god because he's a con- conscious being yeah yeah but it, it comes off very judgmental it's like yeah. oh you only have this intellect of god and but you don't know him let's, she let's, doesn't know yeah. me at all yeah. and so for her exactly. to like just jump to this conclusion or yeah. like that that if you do know god you don't know him good enough yeah, yeah. Or like, <laughs> like, which is true i guess too but well, yeah but or it's I don't almost know. like kind of i have something that you don't have <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. so I need to make sure mm-hmm. that you have what I have. Oh, is she a Christian? Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't know that. And it's like, well, you don't know me, so you don't know 
because she wasn't yeah. about my spiritual journey. And there's almost like some status that's trying to be yeah. displayed yeah, in your yeah. Christianity, mm -hmm. which is, I think, counterintuitive for your faith. Anyways, because there's no... Yeah. I mean, at least yeah. in my head, there should be like no, I levels. Agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. It's like yeah. you're truthful and honest and love the Lord and yeah. love people. Or God love people. have some selfish gain. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I was probably just the worst person for her to talk to. Though. <laughs> would have been I would have been, been, been like, it. do you read your Bible? <laughs> I probably would have entertained <laughs> it just because it's like... I, yeah. I just have had, like... Experience. Do you? I don't know. It's just been a more complex journey, so I just feel like. What do you mean, like your whole life? Or no, just, just my like spiritual journey of like faith and what that looks like for me and like. Yeah. Me too. I, don't don't let go of it. It's definitely the same here. It's been a journey. Like just. Yeah, I mean that's, that's all I could really do is encourage you because it's not yeah. to, to not let go of it, but definitely explore it because it is this not. weird. It's just an exploration, and I feel like it looks different. Than space. Yeah, space experience. Yeah, definitely. Space. Yeah. Space. No, that makes. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That I think a lot of people are going through that though. Just yeah. like re. Um, I think I've heard people describe it as like a deconstruction. Of yeah. Yes. But I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think that's casting aside your faith. That's just getting so. back down to a very it's grounded, wrestling. foundational thing. That was, yeah. that was one thing, like, I took Skip's class, I don't know if took Skip's class, but he, like, said that every single disciple doubts. Like, yeah. every single one of them did. And if you don't doubt, you don't have faith because yeah. you're not searching yeah. for knowledge. And if you search for knowledge, you're going to doubt. And you're not this. searching to disprove. You're searching to understand and, yeah. Like, yeah. and be real with it. Because uh -huh. it's like, yeah. Yeah. like, God is honoring that my life is because I'm not trying to just take yeah like take what everything. was taught to me exactly you know? yeah I also yeah, yeah. For, oh, sorry. oh no go ahead no. I was just gonna say for me like I feel like <clears throat> traveling to other cultures has been like the most eye-opening mm. thing for uh -huh. me in Christianity because I'm I just like look at other cultures and how they view Christianity and then look at our culture and I'm, we're just one side of what Christianity could look like based yeah. on like so much of our you know social just so much structure. of what social structures are yeah mm -hmm. so going back to the whole like societal dynamic too where it's like capitalism yeah and it's crept into Christianity can, yeah because mm -hmm. the extremes of anything could be bad yeah you know? like yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah and there's that whole I've heard people mention that too and it's weird because I'm I'm part of it and I'm in it, so it's hard to remove myself from the viewpoint to actually see if it's true or not. But the idea that the past, I don't know how many years, with the rise of evolution and everything, it's caused people to rethink on a very materialistic level. And like that's where, and I've noticed that too, that's where my mind goes first. Like even talking about space, like I think of Earth or a house, like I think of material, mm -hmm. like very material ideas first. And I don't know if that's. So that's also like what um, you. I don't know. It's, I don't know. That's necessarily that's what you wrong, experience. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's what you know. And it's and so how, you take how you big concepts things. and yeah. you're like, okay, how do I break it down into something mm -hmm. I can understand? Yeah, which is yeah. Totally yeah, so that's wrong, yeah. It's just like it's having to. It's been hard, like having to re. It does feel like trying to 
like, like literally like I'm trying to retrain my eyes and learn new languages to be able to kind of like see the invisible like like you just said Natalie, it's that's what we do we take these the abstract thought and we bring it into a material thing to make it explainable and stuff but to just to see things differently but I don't know I don't know but that's one thing too though that even with the deconstruction like I I think I mentioned that to my mom a while back is that I said like the questions are there and they're not going away <laughs> and if I really think that Jesus is truth then what am I afraid of to ask yeah it's, yeah it's like why if he's not the truth then he's the whole fail and this that's that, that's, that's but if I really believe he's the truth, then I can put any question, any opposition against him and deconstruct everything and he'll still be at the bottom, at the foundation. Exactly. Yeah. I think it comes down to pride at the end of the day because it's like if your truth is is prone to deconstruction, yeah. well, then you feel like you were living some form of like, that's maybe a good not why, that kind of seems extreme, but like, it's just like if I believe something is right uh-huh. and you're proving it wrong, well, I feel like... Oh, yeah. Insulted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's either uh-huh. pride or fear. I think a lot. And sometimes of it's fear yeah. too, because yeah, it's super yeah. fearful. Because yeah. sure. I mean, as you go through a deconstruction, for me, it was like everything that I grew up and based everything on, all my belief systems, kind of come unraveled, and you feel really disoriented and yeah, um, like shaken up by it because it's like, well, wait, like everything that I was given or like fed it's like you re- you question it all mm-hmm. um, because you're not sure if it is true or not and if that's what how you've like navigated life with that structure mm-hmm. to like have that be taken away to then rebuild a different one that might still include some of those things mm-hmm. because you might want to keep some of them but you have to like kind of decide like dive in and navigate them all to know whether you want to or not instead of just like accepting it yeah it's like oh yeah someone told me this and so that's just true yeah because they said it but it's like no is it really but it's really disorienting yeah um and can be really scary like i remember craig and i having conversations and just being like in tears because i felt like your reality is crumbling. Yeah, yeah. things I held so closely to were just falling apart completely. And I felt so unsafe and exposed because the, they, like, provided safety for me. Yeah. yeah. And so it's pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it is, yeah. Yeah. I think that... Oh. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, I haven't been in the whole conversation. But I think that, um, like for me like what I've had to like reconstruct are like people's um, interpretations on things mm-hmm. you know because how everyone takes like scripture and they just like and things that have been said like and passed down like in church like they just keep like saying the same thing when there's really nothing to like back it on yeah. but the thing like like Jason said like Jesus's truth and like God's truth and like his words truth so like that's like the for me like Sometimes it's hard, but, like, knowing that at least what's in his word is something that, like, I can, like, trust in, you know? Because mm-hmm. yeah, there's yeah. a lot you can't trust in. Like, even this year, I've just been, like, I feel like I don't know what's, like, right and what's wrong. And, like, mm-hmm. like rethinking everything. Like, just not even with, like, the, like, God. But just knowing that, like, well, at least I know that, like, 
there's some truth, you know. Although when I learned about how the Bible was put together, that freaked me out. Oh, that's true. I was like, what? <laughs> They just oh, like picked. Canon. Excuse me, you just picked it. The canon Proverbs. Yeah. But there's other no, but that's, there's that's other I mean like books that you can still get a hold reading, of though. Reading the Bible, that's what I mean. That's what I've noticed, and I've I've noticed it even when I first started reading it. It just keeps growing. Is that it's not. It's it's true because it manifests in reality, and it's not it's not even like the like I think the things literally happened. I do think it is history and everything, but it's like that doesn't even matter anymore to me because yeah. it's like it it's a pattern mm-hmm. that concepts it's yeah, revealing it's like, what has already been and what is to be it's been, just weird yeah. yeah and it's and it's it yeah. it speaks it's living and it's like it's, and I, it creates I, structures and patterns like even the garden of adam and eve story like that that's everybody experiences that in life yeah. like that's a pattern for every single man like you're gonna eat of that knowledge of tree and good and evil you're gonna exalt your own knowledge above God's and say I'm God I know what's good and evil for my life or, or this person's like life or like the lady coming That's to what, you yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's like it, it's it's there's true because it's all of the stories like whether yeah. they actually happened or not there's still truth to be applied yeah. so it's like That's it's kind like, of like mythological stories they were told for years and years and years yeah, and there's, there's truth like a truth in, in those. Them. In those two, and, yeah. Yeah, they but. aren't true, but there's a truth in them yeah. that people resonated with, and I think it's mm-hmm. kind of similar. Uh huh. Then what were you going? Oh, I was going to say that's why I like Ravi Zacharias's teachings on that about absolute truth and the uh-huh. importance of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like how, at least in Christ, mm-hmm. the four absolutes converged at one point in history, which was, um, you know, love, evil justice and forgiveness like those virtues essentially all four and like one point in history happened on calvary which is yeah. ultimate justice right paying for the sins of the entire world mm-hmm. even though he didn't need he didn't deserve to but he yeah. did it anyways and then forgiveness right forgiving like, really people who are his own people yeah. like, killing him out of love and absolute love because of like their that's what I mean. You can't do away with that. Like that's what I mean. No matter how you deconstruct, like if you deconstruct everything and throw away all truth that you know, which is very scary. It's like if you keep thinking and just keep following it down, it all goes to the cross. Like it all goes to Jesus. Like he's always at the bottom because it's just that's the only thing that upholds everything. Like if that makes sense. Like like you said, all those virtues come together in him. Like everything is complete in him. Like, the scriptures say that, but it's like, I've always heard just people say that, but I'm, now I'm thinking about why, and what does that even mean when people say that, but it's like, that is, like, reality cannot exist outside of, out of outside of Jesus, outside of God, the creator of all things, that's outside time and space, coming in the body of a man, and like, ha- pulling those virtues together, and giving you forgiveness, and it's like, because like I said before, forgiveness and mercy make perfect. They create life, mm-hmm. and they perpetuate life. And it's like that's only really found in Christ, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't think. I mean, that my mind always just cause, probably because we went to India and I talked to Hindus. Like my mind always goes to Hinduism, and I'm like, there's not. Even with mu- Muslim, like they, I know I listen to a little bit of the Quran, and it said, talks about. God being merciful and everything but it's still all built on these rules and regulations and it's like that's not 
Like I said, you don't if you if you're getting it good enough with your actions, you don't need mercy. Like that's the and so why would your God need to be merciful? He doesn't. If you're good mm-hmm. enough, then you just mm-hmm. So it's really only found in Christ that, that like that can actually sustain things and, su- and support things and that can actually make me make me in the image of God like that's the only way we made it in the image of God because God's merciful he's loving and the only way I can be that way properly is to continually keep myself in that recognition of how much he's been merciful to me and I should be merciful to others mm-hmm. It's just, but then sometimes it works too well, mentally and psychologically. And I'm like, that makes too much sense. Now it, yeah. like, and then it kind of throws me off, and my faith feels weak or something. It's weird. I don't know. I feel like sometimes it shouldn't be so hard. It's like no. weird because it's like, I feel like it's, it's simple enough that you can explain it to a kid. Yeah. But complex it's, enough that God made it. You know, it's mm. like. <laughs> It's yeah, so yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. Everything just feels like, I mean, like you said, you like boil down the Bible and it doesn't contradict itself, but everything feels like a contradiction all the time. Yeah. Like even that concept of like, oh, it's simple. Oh, it's hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's it's almost just like, the economy, like just yeah, opposing. Yeah. It just feels like it's always like that. And, and like, maybe like. And same thing like you said with wisdom too, like the wiser you are, the less wise you are. <laughs> like, yeah. Which is, it's ironic because, like, we fight that so much. We fight people all the time who don't agree with us. And, like, it feels like our entire foundation is, like, opposites all the time. Yin and yang. Watch our, like, honestly, (laughs) after this year, and, like, I've even learned less and less to argue, like, my positions. Yeah. And just, like, actually try to uncover things together because, like collectively we're all in this this human like life together it's like why like it's pointless to get in these like echo chamber matches especially like on social media because it's just like it doesn't lead to any solution yeah it doesn't make me feel at rest or peace anymore like i don't feel like i'm helping them yeah by proving myself like i don't want to be right like i don't want to say my party's right or political belief i just want like what's real yeah you know and Uh uh-huh I don't know. That's yeah. kind of where I stand. I get arguing and just like bickering over little, like little things when it's like reality. We really don't know at all. But like, yeah. not enough people care to actually try to know. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. And deconstruct their own beliefs. Yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, I think there is like, like Natalie said. I think maybe c- certain people that's okay for them because like you can't explain it to a two-year-old and they don't need to really. Like you mentioned before, there is there are there are just some just certain people that are just, it's just very, saddening though. Like, yeah, it is, I see yeah. my family are like that. Like they're just stuck yeah. in yeah. Their, in their headspace. Like they believe what they believe. Like even my mom, as loving as she is, like she's very like headstrong. It's because I, I mean, like I yeah. you know, our parents are like that too. It's like yeah. you live well, mom less so, but like dad especially. Like like you've lived your life in a way for so long that like this is what is right this is what is wrong and they've like they've done what we're doing now they've like dissected their faith and they've decided and like and eventually you do and eventually you probably like eventually we might get there where we're like this is right this is wrong i hope that i'm always open-minded 
but it's like hard. I think like the older you get, the harder it is probably because you're just open-minded means you have to like sway your opinion every time you talk to somebody. It's just being lame. Yeah, no, I just mean like it's just like being able to sit there and like have conversations with yeah. people, but you don't have to be like not not have like I think it, beliefs on. I view it things. more as like taking yourself outside of your 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 worldview and your your ideology, yeah, and like trying to put it through a lens of understanding from what new information yeah. is being received presented to you yeah so that you can understand at least perspective wise what if yeah, it's yeah. not new like, information what if it's just the same talking about someone's story like if you've never met somebody and they present to you like their life uh-huh you're yeah. you have your belief in like christianity and like mm-hmm. your frame view mm-hmm. they're explaining their experience like they grew up like impoverished or whatever they say yeah and they believe and it could be skewed but yeah. you're not here to overlord them on like yeah like i know everything it's like no like okay why do you believe that like even the predestination thing that's one thing that's hard for me i'm really trying to get that perspective because i'm like oh i don't see it how they see it and that's frustrating for me i'm like because they see it like people i talk to that are calvinists they're they're solid they seem like solid christians and they're really good with god and they have this great like and they're strong in their faith but then i'm like but it's so hard for me to see it the way they see it because I'm like, I feel like I have to toss out free will in order mm-hmm. to do that. It's hard for me to like humble my understanding to gain that perspective or to yeah. gain what I can from it. But there's well, a verse in scripture I always like that you, uh, it says like, if anyone knows anything, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. Yeah. And that always helps me. That helps like, me too. Yeah. Because I can know some things, but I still don't know them as I should. Even so Socrates, like, I think, said that he's like, I'm, I find like peace in knowing that I, I know nothing. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I mean, truthfully, yeah. not not saying we're, we're idiots. But I'm just saying like, mm-hmm. just being comfortable with like, you're not like, you don't know everything. Yeah. Yeah. And being at least okay with that. As soon as you do, you're God. It's in a sense like you're all knowing. Then that's what, that's what like the the tree. You know, knowledge and good and evil can be that way also. It's like, I think I mentioned that to someone else. If you're a know-it-all in any area, then you're God of that thing. Like, you know. I know, I love it. I think you could be a great chef or something. And then if you, But if you know everything about cooking, well, then you're the God of cooking. And then you don't need to. There's no more learning to do, no more, yeah. You've exalted it at the highest level, and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's very scary, so and it's very scary, like you <laughs> mentioned, um, the I way it's been playing out today, in right? our society. It's like, un- in a lot of different areas. Not just politics, yeah. but even oh, yeah. in all these ideologies, yeah, it's like this self-exaltation. Well, even on a fundamental business, like, think about if you were like owned a VCR company, and DVDs are coming out the like no, like there's no way. Yeah, yeah. You know, because he thinks that. Yeah, but you. Or like, for perfect example, like Kodak. So when digital cameras are coming out. You told me this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. Like, they were so they stuck still, on film that they didn't. Yeah, and they did not change because, like, new technology, new information was more than presented. Yeah. But because they were already like rooted and solidified. Is yeah, they weren't willing to pivot, and then obviously, yeah, it the seems important. Changed to pivot it. Like you mentioned, it seems important to to kind of ask the questions. To me, it feels that way because I feel like more people are asking the questions. Like you mentioned, like the like your parents are like your parents are like my parents are like. It seems like the older 
generation above me doesn't really ask the same questions. Like, and they seem fine in their faith, and they believe God and everything, and so I'm like, but it seems like people younger than me are really digging. And maybe it is, like you said, social media and stuff, and they're rethinking things. So it's like there's these answers that need to be, even if they're not discovered, they feel like they need to be talked about at least. And so it's like being willing to do that. And that is our thing. I think every generation of older goes through. But I think you probably, you probably told me, you probably struggle of like trusting younger generations. Yeah. So like, I mean, obviously, like some generations can make a lot of crazy mistakes and stuff too. But there's a lot of, I think, because this validity and like, you know, we learning from the older generations, but also <laughs> it's equally as important for older generations to try to understand I watched it a long time what ago. younger people are experiencing I, like, and yeah, growing up into. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh-huh. and like learning from them just as much. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah. <laughs> yep, there is that. There definitely is something with the older generations too that you have to hold on to because that's for sure. You know. Talking to Craig, and he just mentioned that I, the whole idea of fathers and having tradition, and that's important to. We need a balance of tradition and progressiveness because mm-hmm. you need both. So, lifetime like and space. <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> All back to time and space. Is our generation values openness way more than previous generations. So I feel like it's like a quality that's very hot right now like everyone is like oh that you need to be open you need to be open but i don't know that that was the case there were probably other things that people emphasized in previous generations that were more important yeah there has been this like weird um and maybe it's come through like i don't know if jordan peterson maybe started i don't know this it seems like there's and maybe it's just the stuff I'm paying attention to and it's not actually as widespread as I think but it, like a more people are drawn more I mentioned that to you Natalie of like the orthodox tradition and liturgical mm-hmm. and more of a structured traditional thing mm-hmm. but I don't know if that could go too far it's interesting seeing like the younger generation that's gets accused of being so progressive and so li- liberal is kind of being drawn to more structured religious ideas and at least for me kind of it is I'm experiencing that. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I like <clears throat> it because also. I wrestle with things a lot more in my mind. Yeah. <clears throat> Whereas, like, I was a campus choir, and like I've experienced like Pentecostal experiences and things yeah. like that. Uh-huh. But like, as I like wrestle with this whole being my genuine self, authentic self, like I find myself, at least in those settings, feeling a more of a pressure that's mm-hmm. outside of what I'm mm-hmm. being real with God in. Like, whether that's yeah. even as simple as raising my hands in a certain way, or like. Uh-huh you know, praying in a certain way and things like that, where it's like, I don't feel like I'm as authentic. Yeah. And I think with like structure and like things like that and like understanding and breaking down the word or just having intellectual, like conversations like we're having right now, that feels more real to me. Yeah. Yeah. Than like a church service that is in sequence and like certain things are expected. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and certain beliefs are expected too. Even. And emotions yeah. that you should be displaying. Yeah. I feel like with liturgical services or more traditional structure, I I just feel like their rituals and rituals.
tools are really powerful. Like as I've, I've also been in really Pentecostal environments in college and before that, and there's just something beautiful about having a ritual and having it have so much meaning and a lot of space around. Mm -hmm. um, it's like a quiet worship. Like meditative. In yeah, a way. it's meditative. There's no show to it. It's it's like something you continually come back to. That's so. It's just funny because I completely agree with you. But it's funny because I feel like the older generation would say the same thing, or like the people I grew up would say the same thing about liturgical. That it's showy, and it's. They, I think they would. Mm. Yeah, it's really yeah because I feel like they would they'd be like. They're doing it all for show. The way they like, you know, it's it's very it's traditional. It's yeah, it's like it's, it's, interesting. it's a show. It's like it's it's a, it makes lasers. me think of the whole when you point the finger, you got three pointed back at you because it's like yeah. it, I could see people I grew up like the churches I grew up in saying that about Catholicism and like orthodoxy that it's so very showy and, and it's just are so often. yeah yeah and then That's it's funny. like and and it's yeah it's just weird and then to see how the pentecostalism has become that same very same thing here's what i'll say though and i think it comes back to the heart at the end of the day because like i can appreciate all forms of worship in their way yeah. as long as it's oh, yeah. from a place of like i mean i don't speak in tongues but someone who is praying to god Boom. and like those <laughs> big <laughs> I just, I just don't. I don't know. I don't. Maybe I just don't interpret it that way, or I just don't feel inclined to. Yeah. But like someone who does, like Pentecostals who do, and like they dance and all that stuff. Like they're literally just showing love towards yeah. God, and it's not for display. I mean, God can sift through yeah, whatever yeah. interpretation of worship where, or or type of doctrine that we're worshiping him through. Yeah. He can kind of sift through and understand that. Hey, we don't know it. We're just trying our best to understand you. Yeah. And Catholic, Protestant, like uh, Methodist, Pentecostal, whatever. As long as they're not manipulating truth for selfish gain, and like, especially not discounting who Jesus was and, and that gospel fundamental truth. Yeah. Then I think, like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. But I'm not trying to say it's like relative truth, not relative. Yeah. I, but yeah, I think no we're understand. all trying our best. Yeah. But, like, for me, it's just not resonating right now with, like, mm -hmm. certain things I've been exposed to growing up. Yeah. 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 So. Same here. That's interesting. My dad, you said, like, the older generation thinks liturgical things well, are showy. I probably shouldn't say that as a broad old Yeah, because I'm, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, my dad, we, there's the, um, Christmas Eve Mass that they put on television. It's with the Pope, and it's my dad said that he watches it every year after they like growing up. They would put up, put out the presents, and then he'd turn on the Mass. It's like really late at night because it's like live in the Vatican. Yeah. And um, he was like, obviously I'm not Catholic, but I really appreciate all of the symbolism and That's everything good. that they do. Which he was like, lots of people don't think Catholics are Christian, but. He was like, I just think there's a lot of meaning. He's like, I may not even understand all of the meaning and everything, yeah. but you know, there's like a, a really mm -hmm. deep um, history and symbolism in all of it, which in like ritual. Which mm -hmm. And like, think about even just uh, going back to the evolution of like just history and like how the church was formed, like the Protestant movement before Martin Luther, even mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like, there's this evolution of church constructs that yeah. happened. 
because of political environment or even just like how the black plague affected every like it constantly changed mm-hmm. over time and i think we're still experiencing that with our charismatic movement or just uh-huh. maybe this is like how social media and information is so rapidly spread we're going through another kind of evolution yeah as a construct mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah i think you could be right yeah it's interesting to see where we go from here i don't know it's It'll be, I think it'll be good. I think all things will, that's one thing, even with all the different denominations and Pentecostalism, Protestantism, uh, Catholicism, like all of them, I think they all have their merits to them. And I think maybe it's like me growing up in Word of Faith, it's like that's the denomination I'm the quickest to throw stones at now. Yeah. So I feel like <laughs> maybe that's too. it with everybody is because and maybe that's why I said older generation, because maybe I grew up with people that came out of more... Like, I know my mom came out of Catholicism, and yeah. so it's like... And so I think, like, you sense. get to see the... You get the good of it also, but a lot of times your eye focuses on the evils of it, maybe, or something, and so yeah. that's the one you kind of... You, you point out the, the flaws and the hypocrisy yeah. in it or something, and so... That's true. I What's there? I don't... Jones at faith. Yeah, that's like yeah, that's my go-to is I'm like, hey, let's let's get worth it. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I know my mom loves Prosperity. God, so probably like she's she loves Lord. And yeah, it's just like yeah, yeah. But you know, there's at least with how I'm experiencing my faith, it just doesn't align with how she displays it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Uh huh. Um, yeah. So that's just kind of where I am. Yeah, but even I mean, even with Word of Faith movement too, like, like that's one all. Like I said, throw stones at the most, but there's so much good that came out of it. It's sure. taken a very perverse turn, I feel like, but there's like, I mean, that's where I grew up hearing, you know, like it had this reverence for the word of God that mm. I don't know that I would have got somewhere else. Like this, oh yeah, this like for the for the actual scriptures, and um, there's been other good things that have come out of it, mm-hmm. and all. I think in all denominations too but like you said it's kind of it is interesting like that you you're not really resonating with where I don't know just people are moving around and stuff but it's and it's interesting too now that you the way everything shut down too so you almost can't like that's what that's one weird it's kind of weird to think about like where do we go from here that's why I don't know if church will look the same because I'm like Things were already shifting before the shutdown. Yeah. I mean, like, people were kind of moving churches, rethinking things, and then and then mm. all the churches got shut down. And it's like, now what's going to happen? Yeah. Like, I don't know what's going to happen f- after mm-hmm. this, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's a scary time to be a pastor. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I would hate that. Even, like, all those poor church music majors... What I was. What's up? <laughs> Got out of there. That's good. Yeah, it's scary though. What time is it anyway? Oh. It's, it's kind of funny though. Like, one of the main reasons I like, went to Lee is because my mom was worried about my salvation. <laughs> yeah. Like, obviously, I had to go through like kind of my own. Yeah, I I think it's, I don't know if mom journey. told me this or someone recently was like. <laughs> said that they heard like when you send your kid to college you pretty much can guess that everything you've taught them is going to get stripped down and i was like yeah that's probably true it doesn't that's matter. what happened to me yeah it doesn't matter what college you go to like 
Well, they think you're getting brainwashed, but in reality, it's like you're just thinking for yourself. Yeah, like you get to actually like figure things well, most out for people, yourself for the first some time. Some people still just <laughs> get brainwashed, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, they just they they still believe it. Like, oh, it's yeah. just a yeah. perpetuation. Because asking questions is hard. And yeah, I remember when I went to Lee, there was I mean I did, I had a fit because I. Because I started this one class. It was an Old Testament class. And basically the teacher was like, hey, the Bible contradicts itself here, here. And he's kind of saying the Bible's all made up. And I was like, what's happening to my world? <laughs> I like quit going to the class for a while. Because I'm like, cause it, it, it's scary. It's a, you're yeah. faced with questions you don't want to ask at that moment. And I, I'm blessed to say that at least most of my professors encouraged discussion in a healthy way. Oh, that's good. And they weren't trying to perpetuate their own beliefs on you. Yeah. Now I had some, but like, Dr. Augustine in my Christian ethics class, like that class wrecked me. Like, yeah. like so many things that you can't answer, like oh, wow. ethically. Yeah. And it was just, that it just opened up my mind to just the complexity of like the world that we live in. And yeah. like what is good and what, like, does the ends justify the means, the means justify the ends, and like all these different things that we, it's hard to give a clear cut answer on. Yeah. You know, like mercy killing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, Let's go down that rabbit hole. No, but I, I don't know. There's just a lot in yeah. that. And, uh, or Dr. Wilford, the Rise of Europe class. Like, that was a good class for me. And I even took that. I'm was it Rise of Europe? Yeah, Rise okay. of Europe, cool. which that was a lot of history and stuff like that. Yeah. He was just a good professor. Um, i trying to think of who else. Like, at least challenged me on, like, a philosophical level. My case... To his credit, actually, he did, he did like play devil's advocate a lot, yeah, which was very helpful, I think. And he challenged like especially the people who were like almost brainwashed by their parents. He would really challenge them in class. Yeah, and I appreciated that. Almost yeah. so it was like you felt like they were getting picked on, but I think it allowed other people to get exposed to like, well, maybe that's kind of a silly belief to have. <laughs> yeah, when you really peel it apart. Yeah. So yeah, Mike Hayes, he he kind of had like little quirks about him that were off-putting, but hmm. I think he really did value like development. Yeah, that's cool. Dr. Lamb too, but although he's kind of been weird. I don't know Dr. Lamb, I don't think. Yeah. Did you have any like that? Any good professors made you think? Yeah, I mean, I had like... Mm. I had like like I mean I loved my history professor I had Barnett and then I had I mean Skip for sure and then I dropped Skip's class I loved that class it was the hardest that's the one you told me about right yeah but I loved it oh that's Skip Jenkins Mm -hmm. yeah but I I really I actually like Dr. Wyckoff he was a music professor Mm. and every morning he would do devotionals and his devotionals were just like so good it was weird because like he would just that. like do his devotional pray and then you start class and you're just like whoa like i don't know he's just like he's a really deep thinker he moves at a very slow pace so he's just like he just feels like the kind of guy that wakes up in the morning and just drinks his coffee and thinks for like two hours and so he just like i don't know he had like drinks really, coffee and what or just thinks whoa i don't know meditation yeah, he just like you know gives himself a lot of space, and so I feel like those. I didn't. I had none in the film department. <laughs> like film department, no. I didn't have any professors that were like, oh my gosh, yeah. Like I feel like so spiritually awakened by you, but 
No. Those ones for sure. But yeah, Dr. Even Augustine was just so humble. I think it was what her family because like she just. Yeah. I will say there's that one. I I wish I had had Dr. Augustine's class. I did not like that one lady that would always preach in liturgical. Um, oh, Heidi. Heidi, I didn't like her. Yeah. Because I didn't like what she was doing. I think she was going about like that whole like desexualizing yourself in a real like I just feel like that is that whole concept is very like I feel like damaging it's, for it's damaging and I feel like now it's viewed as feminist but I think it's like very unfeminist. It's actually what is it's counter, yeah. There's a lady at Lee who was Heidi and she would preach but she would preach in like really just like like basic baggy clothing that like was kind of masculine because she wanted to be seen as like almost like non-gender sort of um, it was like she just wanted to be seen as like it's kind of like like i mentioned like the feminist where they actually destroy feminism yeah or, that's yeah, kind of how yeah. it felt i was like i see what you're trying to do but you're not succeeding and you're actually damaging so i think that's that where the value is not in equality between men and women i think it's like in understanding the strengths of the who you are and yeah. the difference, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, like going back to that codependency, it's like literally, if we didn't have women and vice versa, it's like there's just there's this dynamic where like you depend on each other to uh, live. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you can't yeah. have one without the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. In and one is it stacks inherently up to valuable. Heaven and Earth, one is inherently yeah. valuable just because of what they are. Yeah. 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 That's why I mean, like <clears throat> with like. That's why I mentioned about that in Game of Thrones, all their, the female characters he made. It's like they all bring up these, these aspects of their feminine, like, femininity, or however you say that. Like femininity. 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 I'm not putting an extra eye in there or something. But yeah, they all, like, manifest it in different ways and on different levels and stuff. Like, Cersei has that, that motherly quality that's taken to an extreme, and then, like, yeah, Marjorie's, you see it. The in, heart. Yeah, and like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's just interesting watching that, but. That's true. And then Brienne has like the strength yeah. aspect. Yeah, she's more like a Joan of Arc character or something. Yeah. It's like, that's not even, and even with, within that, I still love that because that's not even, I think everybody calls that. her a man, but it's not like, she's not really masculine. It's just like. <laughs> It's kind of like the Milan story too. It's like because there's always like exceptions. When, yeah, there's when exceptions. When Ruthie was here, she said that I didn't get it till I rewatched Milan. But she said that Milan's not considered a Disney princess, and it's like the reason is because Milan was created for little girls that didn't feel like they fit into the princess mold. And it's like mm -hmm. you can still be a girl and still like, you know, mm -hmm. be like Brienne of Tarth or like Joan of Arc or something. And mm -hmm. but it's like because there's always exceptions, and that's like yeah. that's where I think a lot of people unfortunately don't have room for nuance and like not to go too deep in the ways but like even just like homosexuality like the very margins or, or not margins the lower percentiles of our society were like or um they're just they don't fit the, the common like the common thing yeah. that you see yeah yeah you know they're not in the mold of yeah. the traditional type of thing that we view yeah and that's hard to wrestle with for a lot of people and like understand yeah yeah it is you know it's hard for me too yeah 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 
Um, <sighs> what type of wrestle is? It's just the exceptions to like what it would be considered societal norms. So like homosexuality and um, or like tomboys, for example. Like Mulan. We're just talking about like things that aren't traditional. Yeah, because he mentioned when we were talking about Game of Thrones, he mentioned Brienne of Tarth, and I was like, even she's a great female character, but and everybody calls her a man, but you don't like she's not masculine. No, she's not. not. Like she's not. She's not trying to manifest herself as a man or be a man or anything. It's like she's just being. She wants love. That's mm-hmm. what she wants. And you have people like even Joan of Arc in history is like kind of the she same way. Like this. Yeah, I don't know. It's. From Mulan. Yeah, and that's what. That's one thing, like, it, yeah, that she's not a Disney princess because she was made for girls that don't see themselves as a good Disney princess, so, mm-hmm. yeah. At least for Milano, it was more like rising up to the situation that was presented to her, which was that her dad could not fight. Yeah. And she took it upon herself yeah. to, yeah, to follow yeah. that rule. So it wasn't for the sake of just because she wanted to even be like that, it's because she had to. Yeah. 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 I don't know. <clears throat> this thing's on the fringe. Yeah, I should send you some of Jonathan Bajor's stuff. It's interesting listening. He talks about that, the things on the edge and how you need that. And you like in Christianity you really want we really want to get rid of that all the time. Mm-hmm. Like the he said it's all in like mythology too. That's just kind of the concept of like having monsters on the edge. Like these things that are outside the norm that are not like these deformities almost or something or like I don't mm-hmm. know, these creatures that are outside our society. And they're scary, but he's like, you actually need them for reality to exist properly or something. I don't know. I need to listen yeah. to it again, but it's that just interesting sense. ideas. Mm-hmm. Well, there he is. We've had a long discussion without you. Oh, man. I wish Craig It started here. on time and space, and then we went all over, oh, all over the map. Time and space. That really, that really is how it starts. Space, my time. Yeah. So, you guys figure out.